The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the presenters and guests, and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the Cincinnati-Hamilton County Community Action Agency or its Head Start program. Previously on Parent Connection. Tonight we do have a special guest with us who's going to give us commentary. She's also going to um, give us her professional opinion um, on abuse, and we were talking about emotional physical and sexual abuse amen yeah, we'll amen. be talking amen. about parent to parent abuse and mm. parent to child abuse amen yeah. what's well, a whole lot of that Ms. Going erica on. would you like to take a moment just to introduce yourself and tell everybody all of our listeners all about you well thank you um my name is erica ogletree um right now i have a couple of positions that i run i am a supervisor at a large nonprofit in the area, Talbert House. I supervise our Safeguards program, which is a specialized program working with trauma. And we work with kids and adults, families. We do individual group work and family therapy as well. I have a team of therapists and case managers, and we work with those who not only perpetrate abuse, but those who actually are victims of it as well. Then I have a private practice in the Springdale area, Tremendous Care, and I do take insurance there as well, as well as private pay clients, but I see kids and adults there. I do see a lot of trauma victims in my private practice as well. So, so one of the topics that we want to discuss is my mama did it, her mama did it, and we all ended up okay. Everybody says that they ended up okay, but don't know that they ended up with PTSD don't realize that they ended up with depression, don't realize where the suicidal thoughts come from, don't understand why they became drug addicts, Amen. don't understand why they became um, alcoholics, because one traumatic event in your life can cause a, a, a whole, for your whole life to just spiral. So what, do you, what is it when a parent may ignore or blame their child for whatever sexual abuse that is brought to them? If a parent may ignore their child or may know exactly it. what's going on and doesn't do anything or seemingly Amen. doesn't do anything about mm -hmm. it. What can that be? What, what can, yeah. What is that? What is that? You know what I mean? Yeah, what's From going the on there? It's time for the percolator. It's time for the percolator. It's time for the percolator. About on people's definition of success is different. So your Amen. parental success may be different than what he thinks is parental success. Um, the key as a family is for the husband and wife or the couple to actually agree on what success as far as parenting goes. So they're working to the same end. But when you be think about when you think about um, abuse and when that happens in definition of success, some of it is that trauma response and them not really knowing what to do with it because they may be not even just freeze. They may be a flighter. Amen. And flight sometimes is just kind of disappear. You know, that, that gift with Homer going into the, the um, bushes. <laughs> oh, okay. That was good. I was that just was thinking great. about that. Okay. Sometimes they just don't know, and they may switch off and let, like, the other parent try to handle that situation. Um, but with that in particular, um, I work with several people. I work with one um, individual who was being sexually abused by three different um, half-siblings at the same time. And no one knew about it, but 
you know, this happened for like three years. Again, at the same wow. time, and the three perpetrators didn't all know they were perpetrating at the same, same time. time. And oh my the, gosh. the child was just so fearful of the things that they were saying and they were different one was the aggressive i'm gonna kill everybody if you let them know one was oh let me take care of you and i got you so exact or they weren't even passive they just were they were um uh Charismatic, comforting, comforting. Exactly. Yeah. So they were like, well, I guess this one isn't as bad because they don't hurt me. It doesn't hurt when I'm done. Um, and the other one was just kind of laissez-faire. Whenever they didn't get to them, they got to them. Um, and the mom was really like hurt later on about whether or not because the child didn't know the mom and the mom was really hurt didn't know what because this was her um partner's kids that she had brought into her home with her own kids and so she was really hurt about it and didn't understand why they didn't tell him and it took us a while this this child would come to the office and just look at me and then leave i was like and then one day they finally said you know what i didn't think i was worth it I didn't think I was Aww. worth telling anybody because it happened for so long. This became their reality. This became their normal. So they just didn't think they were worth telling anybody. Um, so there's been the example of a parent just legitimately not knowing what was going on. There have been parents who knew there was another individual I work with who's um, the, the alleged story was that their partner was basically um, using their child um, and also pimping them out to get to know their friends and use their friends as well sexually. Um, but mom was dependent on that person to help make ends meet. So they kind of turned a blind eye. Just let me get my money together. Just let me get this stuff right. And then we can move out of here. And they turned a blind eye. And that was a situation we had to report. And, and they went through their investigation and all that stuff happened. Mom banned me from seeing the kid for a little while. But then after it all resolved, right. let them come back to therapy. I was like, you know what? That was the best thing. It should have happened that way. So parents have all types of reasons where they might, where on the outside it looked like they're complicit with it. But again, I am a firm believer that people do the best they can with what they got. And sometimes Amen. they just don't know any better or they don't have any better seemingly. And so my job and therapist's job becomes giving people more tools so they can make better choices. Um, because yes, we're all accountable to the choices that we make. Um, but the goal is, and the hope is that you give people better tools and then they're able to better support their children and themselves in the process too. Cause both right. of those parents were like, I look like a shitty parent because this has happened to my kid underneath my nose or I knew this happened. <laughs> what? You did great. No, no. no, no, you good. You, you, no, you good. You're good. You're good. You're good. I do what I did say. I wouldn't be me. I, I wouldn't be me. And listen, this was, listen, I feel you. That's the comfort we right, make, but right. I wouldn't be me if I like to point out it was not one of us. The first one <laughs> to oh, break. It wasn't one of us. Right. They just knew it was going to be us. Hey. I feel you. No, listen, I feel you. And listen, like I said, this particular subject really means a lot to me because, again, I'm from a family where generationally there has been a lot of sexual abuse. Like, it's, I've said it a million times. Every woman in my family has been raped, you know what I'm saying, abused up until we got to this current generation. And even then, we. There's one or two, you know what I'm saying? But what, ha what, I, what I haven't talked about much, uh, and, and, and I, I know, like I said, a lot of it came from, like, we've seen the color purple, right? Mm -hmm. Now, listen, I watched it as a kid, you know, I used to laugh at certain stuff, used to can't wait to hear sister and all that, right? right. So then 
I watched it one time as an adult. Yes, in reality, said and everything yeah. sunk in. A yes, like wait a minute, that was her daddy. Different perspective. Right? See, not just the movie for me. Like that's that that area. That's my family. Like my family came from that. Like my oh. granny, my granny was silly. Like you know what I'm saying? Like oh, she man. traded off from one to the next, and the, then she made her way up here to uh, Cincinnati. Her daddy running a uh a uh, uh, uh you know uh, a fun house. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and you know what I'm saying, right. and, and so that created with created and stuff like that, and I and I do know that it, 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 after a while it became stuff where it was like, okay, well, this is way a means to an end. You know what I'm saying? But mind you, again, let's talk about American history in this because women, period, were viewed as less than black women were even less than that. So the value of what a black woman is was reduced to what was between her legs, and that began. So then what happens is, you know what I'm saying, you a predator. You know what I'm saying? You a, and, and mind you, you're a predator along the terms of, because we have standards today, but then it was viewed as what was popping. It was viewed as what's going on, especially if you a black man, because you still ain't bought a whole lot of worth of nickel in this entire world, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that, so, I mean, in, in, the, in the American world, in this Western civilization, you are considered still less than a human, than one man. You can see a five-year-old little boy down the street, five-year-old uh, Caucasian young man, and you are less than half of him according to the law in this particular country. So mm -hmm. I, I'm just painting those pictures because, like I said, I just always give context to, to the sickness, you know what I'm saying? So why they are predator at the time for them is legal. It's all good. You know what I'm saying? They just playing ball. The whole matter of fact, have y'all heard that phrase where they would say if it's grass on the field, play ball? Yeah. The sickest thing in the world when you when you put it in the context of what it means. That's nasty, bro. It means if it's you know what I'm saying, oh. if she's experiencing some pro puberty of some sort right. and there's they making it seem like it's giving you leeway to do that when they know it ain't right. You feel me? So like for, much leeway to this nonsense. So think about it for black sisters, right? We got young sisters who reach puberty and begin to mature in those uh in those pubic areas and such at like ten, eleven. Mm -hmm. And then the phrase is, if it's if grass on the field, play ball. Oh. Like, so I'm just saying, like from those perspectives, like all of that stuff happening and, and and seeing this these things happen. Another thing that hasn't been talked about much in my family, we just started to really deal with it and grapple with it. You know what I'm saying? It's like I was sexually abused. And it took me, I, I literally did not remember. I used to low-key think I was jive when people say, like, oh, I can't remember. I'm like, you, you don't remember, Joe? Like, real life? Right, right. No. I real life pushed it out my head. Like, oh. it, and that stuff happens. I'm Go sorry. ahead. Because she's about like to say when, something. Okay. So to speak to that, when trauma happens, like, that, that happens because your brain's ultimate like your brain in its finest is survival amen and so it when you experience a trauma um whether it is falling off a cliff or visualizing yourself falling off a cliff like to an uh, inability of you really like engaging all your senses and really feeling like it's happening your brain's gonna fire the same way whether right, you right. really fall off that cliff or whether you're imagining it and your brain's gonna try to take care of you keep you alive in that and that's why when you get into fight or flight it shuts down thinking because i'll need to think my way through i need to fight or flight my way through so when it comes to sometimes with trauma sometimes you will disassociate or separate yourself from the situation because your brain is like oh this is too much he can't handle this i don't want him going crazy 
done. We're done here. Right, we shut it down. So that that's biological. So it's not anything to like feel funky about or feel like right. oh I might whatever. So just I just want to say sure. that's biological. And see, and, right, and and so when it like when it started beginning to cover it, and thankfully I was able to talk to some other family members. You know what I'm saying? Like, like talk to my cousin about it. We was able to unpack some stuff and kind of look at like yo. You know what I'm saying? And for him, it was so freeing. He was like, yo, man, like, I ain't never talked about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, this has been something that has been eating me alive my whole life. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So I I, I was raising that to say to, to the aspect of uh, when when the, uh, uh, the idea of trying to heal past that trauma, heal past that pain, heal past that. What, what like, what would you say? Well, first of all, no, let me ask y'all. What are some of the things, again, like I said, because you've had professional help, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that, so you've been given equipped with your toolbox is a bit more extensive, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Have you uh, went through a lot of uh, therapy and stuff like that? Went through it a couple times. Like, so, right, right, so you have a few tools. What are some of the tools that y'all would use to help get past some of these traumas like and stuff like that? And then, of course, you know what I'm saying, please feel free, kick in with us, it's like, where we can go from there, like anything that you fit here, like we I not saying. Honestly, like one of the biggest things that everybody do is shut down because Amen. they feel like people are so judgmental. It's like if they go talk to a person, whatever, like, well, it's your fault you did this, or they feel like once they talk to that person, it's like that person may use that as a tool against another family member. Tell somebody else, like, oh, well, you know, this happened to him, and da 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 da. Like, so. That'll cause somebody to shut down as well as seclude themselves in that space to where they can't really exercise the fact to handle the problem. And they can lead into depression, suicide, you know, and whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because somebody just recently went through that, like a metro driver. He was like known throughout the city. You wouldn't think that, you know, he was going through any type of depression because he always smiled when you seen him. He had jokes, you know, he talked with you, hold a great conversation with you, but he uh, ended his life early. And, you know, when you sit back and talk, when we was talking to people about it, he was like, well, he was depressed about this and this and this and that, but you really never could tell because he always had a smile on his face. But like right. I tell everybody, once he gets to the job or once he be around people, that may be his happy time. But when he goes back home, it's like... Still life. It's still you know, there. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, it's a lot. One of the biggest tools I think that a lot of people could use is to simply just talk about it. Amen. One of the biggest hashtags that I see that I really like, and I think I'm going to slap on a t-shirt, is um, hashtag stop the stigma. Mm-hmm. In our community, and I can only speak for... Hashtag. Oh, just don't. Just don't. Just don't. <laughs> just don't. Has- <laughs> I, don't I don't stop the stigma. There's strong. a... Um, for whatever reason, our in our community, I don't know if it is we feel like we're too strong or we feel like we can get, we got through slavery, could get through anything, but I don't know, but I just feel like in our community, when you talk about certain things, so for example, I'll use my um, postpartum depression. After I had my son, that was a traumatic experience for me. Most people are, I mean, not to say that I was not happy that I had my son. I was. Right. I was very happy that I had him. However, my life had completely come to a halt. You're talking about a 29-year-old woman who had been doing whatever she wanted to do for 29 years, and all of a sudden, my life came to a, a screeching halt, no and I had to think about another person before I thought about me. At That's all traumatic for me. Yeah. So... You, that's how I learned there were baby blues. So I, I was looking it up like, okay, I'm a little weepy here and there. Right, right. Then we got 
closer to the holidays. My, he, my son was born in October, so November, I wasn't around my family. I thought, okay, maybe I'm sad because my family's not around. But then I just started crying and just feeling depressed and all kinds of stuff wow. without any reason, so to speak. I talk, try to talk to people about it. Oh, girl, ain't nothing wrong with you. You're okay. You'll be all right. Them the baby blues. Them the baby blues. Well, my tool or what I would tell people to do is to push past what somebody else is telling you. If you, ha- you cannot ignore your own instinct. I felt like there was something wrong with me. And so I decided to go and seek help. I went and talked to my doctor. I created a group of mother, uh, a, a mom group of mothers for all of us to kind of try to relate to each other if something like this is like happening to them so that they will have kind of like a safe space so to speak to talk to one another and so I pushed past anything anybody told me because I felt within me something wasn't right so I went to my doctor my doctor led me to a therapist and then that led to my postpartum depression and then I learned that there's a difference between baby blues postpartum depression and psychosis people keep talking about um, people don't want to talk about postpartum depression because they think it's psychosis psychosis is where they get to the point where they are actually um harming their children so the women who are um who uh, i don't even want to talk about it because i don't like that people hurt their babies there's a difference between psychosis and depression for sure so but educating ourselves and even if nobody else in the world is listening to you about what you feel like is wrong with you you push past and go talk to somebody anybody i am begging you to do that because there was one mom in our group um we have been reaching out to her but we didn't know what was going on and she ended up harming her child and um had more people just kind of tuned in to what was going on, the signs, she was tired. She was frustrated. The baby was always hollering. Her other children were older. So those are kind of indicators like she might be a stressed out mom. I had a lot yeah. of support, but I still, <clears throat> it was traumatic. Amen. And happy about your child or anything like that. But I just, I don't know. I just stopped the stigma. There is nothing wrong with talking to a therapist. There is nothing wrong with seeking medication if you need to but it does not have to be be your first defense that doesn't have to be your first line of defense if you need medication cool if you don't cool there are so many types of therapy out there for everyone Nat, you got natural um you i mean there's just there's no end if you don't like one therapist go to another if you don't man, like that therapist right. go man. to another one man say I, that i've done it i got mad because i have went to see the therapist for months she did not even remember who I was. Okay, wow. I'm not going to say that you, right. I, I, I know therapists have like a lot of patients. That's cool. But you could at least act like you remember what we talked about over a week ago. So sure no. You know what I mean? So I mean, right. you need to manage the people you work with and know who you work yeah. with. That's all I'm saying. Like, give me some kind of familiarity. Like, oh, are you the one who, oh, no, that wasn't you. That was, I said, you know what? I'm going to find another therapist because you're not it. Well, <laughs> you have to. But then, you know, something that you said when you was like, when you had said that you was going through, you was like, ain't nothing wrong with you, whatever. Like, those are the words that you do not want to hear. Because nope. like you said, if you know something is wrong with you and you're sitting out here reaching Amen. out for help and you asking people like, look, I need to talk to you. Can you talk to me? Ain't nothing wrong with you, man. You are. You Don't nobody want to hear that. And that causes people to stray away and just shield themselves from the outside yes. world. Yes, not being validated. Yes, right. yep. and that's exactly what it is. And that is why people stray away from going to right. seek the help that they need. And if yeah. I had, if I had, and I realized that I was still, I'm still dealing with certain things. Amen. That 
I can't help my child. I cannot be the best for my child because I'm not the best for me. Mm-hmm. And this right. is why we pass down these generational things. Because you cannot mm-hmm. pour from an empty cup. Yes. And that's if you're it. not filling Gemstone. up your cup, Ooh. you're not going to have anything to give you anybody Gemstone. else. Gemstone. Yeah. So, like, I looked up, because um, I wanted to have that the actual, like, definition of um, trauma. And so, like, a traumatic experience is a frightening, dangerous, or violent event that poses a threat to a person's life or bodily integrity. But we have to remember, trauma is relative. So, just mm. like to your point, what's traumatizing to you may not be traumatizing to the next person. And that's okay. Because people experience life differently. And so we have to be able to give ourselves grace, give each other grace for the fact that that's just how we work. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, um, we had talk, you guys had talked a little bit about next steps and solutions. Yes. Um, and I found that list I was talking about before. So thinking specifically it. about trauma, like remember as a parent, remember you're human. Reactions to trauma are normal. Um, working through that tough stuff of the thoughts and feelings are things that kind of remind your brain that the, tra- the trauma is over um, so you can process where you are now and you're not getting those uh, manufactured after the fact emotions or shoulda, coulda, woulda things. You're actually Amen. dealing with what actually happened when it happened um, and practice self-regulation. Like think of it. Um, the easiest example is think about a choir. There are different voices in the choir, mm. but they all work together. So different things, like whether it's rest or a good diet or sensory skills or finding somebody to talk to, all those things work together in concert to kind of help you to move through what you're doing. Self-esteem is really important because that's that loving eyes towards yourself. Self-efficacy is important. That's having that positive self-definition. Um, Self-compassion is important to showing kindness to yourself and you're being mindful of yourself in the world because you matter. Like I believe everybody has a purpose. You are here for a reason. That's why out of the billions of people in the world, there's only one you. And if you don't do the job that you're set out here to do, it's not going to get done. Like what I have to do isn't going to be passed to the next guy. Like I'm here to do it. And so therapy can kind of help you get back to discovering who you are there's a cool quote um it, it says purpose adds years to your life and life to your years mm. so you're able to do that so you can kind Gemstone. of Gemstone. um so and then too as a parent as you practice these things for yourself you're modeling them for your kids and what better way to help them break those generational cycles is to model them. I can show you better than I can tell you because again, you're going to see it and you're going to want to emulate that and you're going to want to do it. Amen. Me just like, yeah. blah, 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 blah. do as I say, <laughs> not as I do that. My dad was famous for that. Like the wow. Then why are you doing it? Exactly. Right. Like, that's always been my question. I'm with yeah. you. So, so, yeah. I'll, I'll say this too. Cause um, I do want to, uh, uh, get to this face of asking because like we we're talking about uh everyone needs to be okay with looking out for help and stuff like that one i think one of the biggest myths that comes into trying to get help and trying to get therapy and stuff was like i don't i don't have a bunch of money i ain't got a bunch of insurance like you know what i'm saying Could, for those of us who may uh have uh medicaid or or you know what i'm saying stuff like that can you tell them what that looks like what that process looks like um is it as difficult as we like to believe it is, no. is it as real Absolutely not. And you only know, you only don't know the answers that you don't ask. Yep. When I am gemstones, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> only don't, hold on, you said you only don't? I said you only, only 
Hold on. Yeah, you was on point. Nah, let's feel your vibe. That was on point. That was on point. You did. I, you you only, only... Hold on. What did I say? No, you said you only don't know the answers you don't ask. Oh! Yes. Yes. Run so, with that stone. being said, one of the first things that I did when I went into my group is I said, hey, um, who has care source? Amen. Who... Um, do they um, provide services for psychologists? People who knew, you know what I mean? No. Right, right. And they were Got like, ahead. yeah, they do. So yeah. I called up my provider and they sent me up a list or you can get on, I think there's like a psychology today or something. Yeah. Or, um, yeah, so you can get on like online and go look up who mm -hmm. has care source and who doesn't. All you have to do is call the people too. Like, hey, um, Erica, do you um, provide services to care source patients they can say yes or no yes. they say no move on to the next there's a whole list of providers and it's free yep That's you can call oh. your, you can look on the back yes. of your insurance card and yes. call the number on there and they will give you a list of people yes. that gotta, accept their insurance yes. you gotta read the fine and, print yeah psychology today you mentioned yes. like you can look Jail up my zip code who's yeah. close to my house yep. and then find somebody that way yep. there's even um some uh ethnic or ethnicity specific websites. There's a Black Therapist Rock. If you want a Black Therapist, um, there's. Black, I need that on the screen. Black Therapist Rock for me. I, I feel keep going. I'm sorry. And they have therapy for <laughs> black girls. They have therapy for black men. So like, they're if you want specific for you know for that as well. So it's it's super easy. Your insurance card, your ID card. I'm telling you, oh, and. That, um, Talbert House also offers, um, what is it, same day? What uh -huh. they, same they have day? a process called open access yes. um, any day, Monday through Friday, from 8 a, or 8.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m., and you get a same-day appointment. Come in, fill out bad. paperwork, and then go mm -hmm. see the provider and get an assessment, and then the next, your next appointment will be scheduled before you leave. And, if and you feel like true, it's actually true because I went through the process two weeks ago. And if it feel like they take it dragging their feet, you tell them, Erica D. Ogletree sent you down there. That's period. You know what I'm saying? Y'all plug now. You know what I'm saying? In the Cincinnati era. Yeah. And, and truth be told, too, like the supervisors at my site, so at Walnut Hills, we are backup. So if the therapists are busy, then one of us will come out there. You will get your That's assessment. Right. That. That's great. Yes. That's real great. It's very true. Mm -hmm. I was looking for a new therapist <laughs> and I wanted something same day, like forget waiting, you know, months and months. A lot of people didn't have openness until like April. Like, what am I supposed to do until April? I will also tell you uh, a source that I would tell everybody to look into. Uh, my family, we've touched into it. You can search people to have like online therapy where you could yeah. just have the app so you could like i get it because a lot of us are busy a lot of us are like man, i got eight nine kids like so i can't get no sitter or whoa, whoa, whoa. just get them to bed get yourself a quiet space you can go into there and it's the same way they a lot of them some of them said medicare clear source we got to do the due diligence to find out Telling but you, you can you can right. handle that and have that conversation from the privacy of your home just as well as we got this podcast going you got your headset going whatever you want to do and you can have it there are options out there i think we all in all what we are trying to just let it be known is that 
because we talked about a bit of that stuff January. We touched about it on the on the last episode. I'm confident y'all should have seen it by now. If y'all didn't, they might try to skip it and put this out first. I don't know, <laughs> but I'm just saying. Like, there's you another episode we're discussing more, and we just really care. Didn't make this show. There's always another way. There's always a way to find out and and, and get whatever's needed. And there's mm-hmm. no such we like we talked about it before. There's no such thing as a perfect parent. There's no such thing as a perfect mm-hmm. person. Like and like she said, uh, the good sister Erica said, pain is relative. You know what I'm saying? What hurt me and, and caused me scars and pains may not have done the same to you. So it don't make mine any less valid than yours, and, yep. and, and vice versa. So I think those are really getting points. Uh, my wife is writing some stuff to the producer. Alicia is writing some stuff. I'm, I'm going to mess with around. The, put on with camera. the apps real quick, there's Maven. And I think that's specific to women if you want to make sure you have like a, a female provider. And then Talkspace is another really popular one. Yes, Talkspace okay. is one. Bam. I think we've had a very uh, progressive conversation. Yeah, sure did, man. It's good. Um, feel good to be back. Saying, wrap it up. I'm gonna show you what my wife wrote. She wanted me to say it. <laughs> I'm just gonna show you straight up. You know what I'm saying? Okay, let's see. Handle your pain so you can handle your child's pain. Oh, that's how bad. She don't know I already showed y'all on the camera. <laughs> she was, while she was writing, I already put the camera on her so y'all know what's popping. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. There she is. There's our producer. I love Damn. it. Rep your woman. Rep yeah, your woman. Yeah. Hey, listen. Hey, hey. <laughs> I ain't about to squirrel fight if that it ain't for that sister right, right there. <laughs> <laughs> listen, I, um, yeah. uh, like I said, I, I think these topics are so sincerely um, real. And they uh they mean so much to us um individually and definitely as a community. And when I mean community, I mean a community of parents. You know what I'm saying? I know a lot of things. Uh, I very much wear my my uh, my culture on my sleeve and I, my on my heart. Um, so I get it. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I do want to take care to make sure we know that. I know a lot of times we hear a lot of things and it's very um. We speak to the black culture because we speak into our experiences. We are looking to get more people on here so we can share more experiences. Like my sister got, hey, you know what I'm saying? Hey. She got her king right there with her. Yeah. yeah. Say what's Hold up, Bryce? Right there. Yeah. Or <laughs> our future right there. But we, but uh, even as we speak to that, we just still wanted to be known. <laughs> as a community of parents, we want everyone to uh, be able to know that we can heal and we can keep doing our mm-hmm. best to be better. And it matters who we are. Absolutely. It matters who you are. And it matters who we build for the future. That's why we tell y'all to watch the podcast. Because, you know, we all came into this podcast with great intentions to not only make any other situation better, but we all vibe off each other to make each other better as well. So that's mm-hmm. why we all came that's together right. too. Much love. Real fathers matter. matter. Real mothers matter. matter. Real families matter. matter. So also, if you're interested in uh, (laughs) sharing your experience or joining the uh, future episodes, please uh, comment down below. Like, share experiences. Uh, And thank you so much, Erica, for yes. Can we please thank Sister Erica? Thanks for having me. Everything you talked about was informative, on point. And, and thank I, you for being the first one to actually yeah. break the uh the bleep. You know what I'm saying? She broke the bleep button in around this joint. <laughs> right. My bad, my bad. Here, man. <laughs> and again, you can find her at tremendouscare.com. Yes. Tremendouscare.com. What she just gave y'all here is just a taste of how good she is. She accepts insurance. Did y'all hear that? I do, I do. Do you accept Medicare, Care Source? Medicaid insurances. So yes. Molina Straight Medicaid. Yes. I'm on Paramount. I just got 
thumbs up for Optum. All right. Otherwise, there's also two ways you can work it out. There's a collective I'm a part of called Open Path that makes therapy affordable for people. Open Path. You join Open Path and you can connect with me that way for a reduced rate if you don't have insurance. Um, So, yeah, just call. We'll figure it out. Thank you. Thank Thank you. So, Sister Chanel. Go ahead, sign us out. Oh, no. All right. Well, thank you oh, so no. much. Hey, hey, hold on, y'all. Big up to Chanel for the advancement in the business, y'all. Hey, oh, Chanel. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Touching down on the moderator tilt. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> Most definitely. <laughs> but once again, as always, we do want to thank uh, CAA. We do want to thank uh, Miss Melanie. Thank you so oh, much for yeah, making sure we're together. She back it. there. You know what I'm saying? Hey. hey. She ain't bring us no candy this time. <laughs> Shout out to Miss Verlene Dodson. She yes. was behind yes. us since day one. Shout out to the CEO of CAA who came in yeah. here and shook every Mr. single one of Mr. Mark Lawson. Sister Nikki. He talked to every one of us and made sure he, sh- he had a personal conversation with everybody before he left the room. That not seen it before. And, and Sister Nikki, thanks for uh working yeah, with us and, and doing her best to uh, get together. And of course, my favorite person, I, I can't say enough about, can we give it up for Rich? Thank you so much, man. We're just trying to tell y'all there's a team of people who are working hard to put this together and we're trying to keep this moving and pushing. Uh, we want to heal. We want to keep getting better. Hey, Rich, if you find some <laughs> the R. Kelly, you can slide that fast. No. What? Don't do it. No. Time out. All right, we out. We're right. good. It's time for the percolator. 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 The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the presenters and guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the Cincinnati-Hamilton County Community Action Agency or its Head Start program.